Summit of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from ill, Trump, gross, don't worry, darling, is a HBO darling right now. I think it's reached like 3 million three million views or something it's done really well the crown season five has done really well um this past weekend i watched it i enjoyed it it wasn't as um it wasn't as i don't want to say thrilling because it's the royal family uh it wasn't as interesting to me as the season before this one i watched it though i enjoyed it uh elizabeth debicki was incredible as Diana slightly caricaturish but I did really like her Leslie Manville also really great as Margaret so check it out if you haven't seen it I still have not seen don't really worry darling I have to do that I will do that uh tomorrow I'm going to see glass onion the knives out part two I think it's glass onion well I'm seeing it tomorrow morning so um, this this is why you're getting like an early edition. So no games, no sketch this week. If you like this show, give it five stars on Apple. It's how people can find the show. Let's just go into my interview with Miju Sayuni. <laughs> And we're back. Awesome. Let's get into my chat with Miju Sayuni. Hey, Miju. Hey, Colette. Hi, Yumi Coco. I feel like a, a reoccurring guest from time to time on the show. This, I, I, this is really maybe happy. your sixth appearance. <laughs> I'm oh I'm 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 so close to getting the Niners jacket, right? O M G. And you're back to talk about Love is Blind because this is really important. We you know, no one asked for it, but we've anticipated everyone's need to know what we think about season 3. Nobody asked for it and we were going to tell them anyways. We're telling you anyway, because why not? And like, you'll be so much better off knowing. I mean, I'm going to say, I don't think anyone that I've spoken to has said anything nice about this season, but I feel like a lot of, this was the first time that viewers of watching Love is Blind had nothing nice to say, like since the, the season started, like yeah. the first, the fir- we saw those first three, four episodes and those proposals in the pods. And I think everyone kind of was like, nah. And then it just kind of yeah. continuously felt like that for the rest of this uh, very special, horrible season. 
Yes. Um, to quote uh, Randy from American Idol, it's a no for me, dog. Even though I never watched the show. I feel like this is also a callback to another time that you've talked about Randy from American Idol. Because I feel like the only <laughs> I've never time... talked about Randy Jackson feel... from American Idol, ever. Uh, uh, Coco, I, I just feel like you've said this before. Because I've heard, I feel like I've heard Randy from American Idol and I'm like, I never watched this show. But then I hear the, it's a no for me, dog. And I'm like, oh, she's said this before. Like, this is her, I don't know her if I said this. Phrase. Oh, OMG. And I, I really, I ne- I've never watched American Idol on Fox or ABC. And I just know it. It's one of those, like, iconic quotes. But I don't think I've, I've said that. But, but maybe. And we can go back in the archives and, and check it. But. You can have in the meantime regular sayings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need a, I need a catchphrase. I have no idea yet. <laughs> and your, so. your catchphrase would start with as Randy, as Randy from American Idol, <laughs> as Randy Jackson said. That's how your as catchphrase Randy Jackson starts. said fifteen years ago. Um, okay, so yeah, it was just like a consistent, just bad vibes season um there were a lot of things that were wrong first of all there were times where i'm watching and i'm like dang there's 45 more minutes of this like it dragged on but i had to know you know i it's not like love island you know that show they're just like laying about in bikinis and not talking about anything and it's i'm i'm like fast forwarding it this one i i just let it play as i washed dishes and did stuff around you know my my place but it was so drawn out so long and yeah immediately the couples were pretty much uh not well matched except for alexa and brenna brennan also, SK, SK and Raven grew on me, so we can talk about that. Uh, but definitely, I never liked Tease. And we can both talk about our, like, when you first knew. I want to know when you first knew that Bartise was a piece of shit. That is so endearing that you said that. I don't know why, but I, I feel like that's such a... a important like topic of conversation it's like you can have a full episode on yeah. or you can have a full uh Yumi Coco episode of how feelings for uh Bartice kind of transpired with individuals <laughs> I think so I think he's a very um I, I the word I think I use to describe Bartice from like beginning to end has always been entitled and yeah. I, child. I, I yeah, spoiled child. And, you know, I, I had seen some articles where they drew comparisons to him similarly to like Shake. And I don't really think they're the yeah. same situation. And I, and, and, but there, there are some similarities, but I think the one big difference is Shake's mom, I think, called a spade a spade. Right. When, when, uh, you know, uh, Shake brought, uh, Deep home. And yeah. I remember that was like a, that was like a very important point of me, like, appreciating like shake's mom at least where i was like yes she totally says in season two oh i think this woman is better than something that you deserve right right and- because uh, bartice is the prince of the house he can do no wrong 
Yeah, and I did. It it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was so obvious that he was a product of like no one. Like they're not going to come for me for this, but like a product of uh not you know you know a a, a mom who treated their child like a prince kind of yeah. thing. And I and I specifically talk about the mother because uh, in that wedding episode. She like really comes to his defense. I I think quite oh my god and swiftly. Yeah. Whereas I you know um, a a lot of Twitter has has talked about and a lot of comments have raved that like Nancy's mom and brother really standing up for her is is the strength of that episode. Oh for of, sure of that, of that moment very similar to how like and we can jump right into that of like how I think. SK's mother also became like the soul of that episode because uh, the episode prior, you know, really, you know, uh, trying to like take care of Raven and things like that. I 100% believe that if we watched how with SK and Raven, you know, SK saying mm -hmm. no and, you know, Raven going away. And as we know from the finale, because I think we've watched everything. Yes. Uh, that, like they ended up in the reunion. <laughs> we find out we find out that they go back. They come back together. Um, yes. I believe a spoiler uh -huh. that, that had to do with SK's mom somehow. For right. sure. And just that he's a solid guy. And honestly, I I she grew on me. She's uh she's a grower, not a shower. She um was cool after that. And I think that she understood why he he was just basically postponing. It wasn't like a, a full, you know, rejection of her. It was just like, I, I can't do this right now. And like, let's, let's table this conversation kind of thing. And I, I appreciate that for me. Bartiz was a piece of shit when he with Raven put cash dollars on the floor of her little space. Like this is back before they saw each other and they I were, completely um, forgot about had this to talk you through just a wall. This. Yeah, they had to talk through the wall as, you know, the social experiment is supposed to be. You're supposed to talk to the person behind a wall and then see if you like, you know, if you're feeling that person. But what's so stupid is that like, you know, love is blind, but it's like it's not blind because you're talking to someone. They're telling you that they are a Pilates instructor. They're telling you that they're from um, you know, I don't know, Newark, New Jersey, they're telling you things about them that you could just, if you knew anything, you could kind of like deduce in your mind, like what the person looks like, where they're, where they're coming from. You can kind of get a sense Any and you know, SK saying he's Nigerian. So it's just like, you, you just know exactly like, kind of like what people look like and, and who they are. So love is love really blind. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Raven told Bartis that she worked at a nightclub or she was really vague about it, but she, she does like VIP drink service, which like you, you have to be good looking, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. to do this. Anyway, she does like VIP drink service and he, because she was sort of like awkwardly, it, it was like hard for her to kind of spell it out right away. He was like, what stripper. And so as like a little joke, to her in their next meeting and he was already feeling Nancy at this point and was kind of feeling like he was going to reject um, what's her face uh, Raven mm -hmm. he he had the 
production people or whatever spread out dollars on the floor so that when she came in, she sees all these dollars and it, it goes back to like their stripper joke, which was just kind of like ill. I was so grossed yeah. out. I was like, you're a piece yeah. of shit. You're a piece of gar- You're a piece of garbage. Bartiz, like who, who do you think you are? And, and then she was like, yeah, ha funny, like sarcastically. And then he was like, you know what? I think I'm feeling Nancy. And then she was like, you know what? I think I'm not feeling you either. And then they, and then it broke off like that. And I, I, I liked that moment. Oh yeah. I liked I when think, she um, uh, left. I, I concur. And I, I agree with you about, I think it take, took a while to kind of like rave and stuff because I wasn't really yeah. invested. Like I, of all the people I think coming in from the pods, mm. the character that interested me the most, and I say character because there was no one else who I was actually interested in was SK. I didn't really, yeah. all the women I think were, uh, there was, I hate to say it, at least in the pods, you know, I think, I think Alexa and Raven grew on me a little bit outside the pods, but you know, yeah. and you know, Zaneb standing up for herself, that was great. But to a certain extent, I, I found most of the women, and, and I liked Nancy. I think the only woman out of the five that I was like, oh, he's very endearing was Nancy. But yeah. like out of the five women that we got to know in the pods, I, I do think that there felt like a general consensus of, I thought they were interchangeable and I thought they were superficial. And yeah, they, yeah, I, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. much. The joke I used when I first started watching the season was it seemed like the women and I it broke my heart because I did think that the women in season two were a little stronger. And I did feel like the women in season three felt I don't know if there was some sense of like desperation or something like that, that was genuinely strong with all of them. Yeah, um, it, I think also hearing Colleen's storyline, especially of like, you know, at the end of the day, it was like Brennan had rejected her and then Cole had rejected her and she went back. To, she went to this third choice, which is Matt, to the best of our knowledge. We don't know if there was any other people in between where there was like a rejection or not, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. So, you know, for Colleen, they're, they're felt that way. I definitely, you know, until they brought it up in the story, I think when they left the pods, I thought that... Zeneb and Colleen were interchangeable in terms of how they looked. And yeah, and they kind of looked and sounded alike. And yeah, there was that one moment where they were like dancing and she was mm-hmm. talking about like hooking up with Cole. And I was like, wow, they're twins. Yeah. Uh, them, uh, sometimes Nancy even, like they, they all were about the same height, had the same yeah. hair color, had probably the same colored eyes. Like they all kind of looked the same for, for, for a certain extent. And then, That's you know. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I, I genuinely felt about the girls, that I felt like they all could have been on, like, a season of The Bachelor, but there was some reason why they weren't ended up, why they didn't end up on a season of The Bachelor. And I felt like the casting director was like, but we have this other show that you might have heard of if you want to go on this instead. Like, now... Maybe that's boys, how it goes now, yeah. Like, you know, you I throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and you see which sticks. Which new so sticks. for the boys, I felt that way about, I believe the show is called Fuckboy Island on HBO or whatever. Yes. Like, F- I thought Boy all the guys, Island, if you want to be, yeah, you know, I, I think the boys were all correct. rejected from F-Boy. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. 
yes. I believe that the boys Thank were you. all rejects from F Boy Island. Yeah. Okay. And um, so it Especially was a, Ortiz. So, yeah. So well, I think the joke I said about the guys for the longest time, and I stand by this, is that like when you're like making a perfect human to like a ten or whatever. All these mm-hmm. guys like stopped out of four and six, like they weren't nice. fully, but they had still the ego of a 10 and it wow. was very confusing. Cause their moms to told me. them that they were Because tens. yeah, the moms were all like yeah, our moms and they told yeah. them that they were. You're a 10 you know, baby. Could, yeah. They could do no. Don't wrong. let anyone ever tell you you're a four. Yeah. Or, or a developing, yeah. Developing five or whatever. So that was the weird thing about the guy. It's like, I, I didn't. Yes find any of them except for for some reason I liked SK I like I don't know if I thought with S and and I still like say this like I think SK as weird as it sounds out of all the guys maybe it's because he was like him and Brennan didn't really talk that much and I found that very realistic for a certain extent I thought they were like kind of like calm they sort of knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, they, they, they seemed didn't... they seemed serious too about the yeah, process as well. Exactly. They didn't try to rock the you know, they they yeah. didn't ever say that they're you know, like it was very I thought it was really cute when SK and Raven were out of the pods and he's like, Yeah, I've never heard of uh, uh, Pilates and like I have no idea what I'm doing, you know. It's yeah. not like he was like, This is the best thing ever, you know. It was um the bat, you know, there was a, a weird sense of cute, like balance with SK mm-hmm. Raven, and the same thing with like Brennan and Alexa, where I I felt like, um, you know, Brennan, do do I feel like he has any sense of character? Unfortunately, not. Like I don't think he he's memorable in any way. Uh, but I mm-hmm. do find him as like as a if I was like working with this guy or mm-hmm. he was like a colleague who became a friend, like I see that. Like he seems like a very chill person. Um, Brennan, I want to. I will tell you the biggest shift of like. So going back to Bartiste and that story that you said about the money, like yeah, that's a great eye opener of like when Bartiste like was showing his colors, and I believe that yeah, Bartiste, I was like ill. Bartiste consistently stayed that bad and gotten yeah. worse. Oh yeah. Um, the big shocker to me, like the curveball of a personality of the guys. Yes, came out here of the it goes. Pod, was actually Matt for me. Yeah, I did not he's, think Matt became he's yeah. the Alec Baldwin of Love is Blind. 100%, 100% like complete like denial that Lord. he shot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> like the end. <laughs> I denied, didn't do it. <laughs> denied shooting denied shooting the cinematographer. Yeah, I don't know like, what happened to her, but I yeah. know I'm here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know the gun was in my hand, but I didn't shoot. Like that was the weird, like, that's the thing is everyone else on this show, you kind of saw coming. Like, and once, yeah. once you saw them in the pods, you were like, oh, yeah, this is going to either be weird or not weird. But Matt, you're, you're like, wow, you're like Colleen's third choice. She openly says that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't even have a, this person had no personality because we weren't really interacting. We didn't get to know him that much yeah, in the pods. Per- perfect, it, perfect moment was Raven saying, I totally didn't even know he was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? When was yes, that? Yes, in her like sidebar interview, she's having like a chat with with Matt, and then in her sidebar interview, she's like, you know, I didn't even know Matt existed until this moment, and you know, I met him, and he's a pretty nice guy. I didn't know that. I gotta like, find he that. He was uh, just, um, you know, 
a wall hanging uh, to her. Like she was, she he was not on the radar at all. If Colleen didn't bring him back after getting rejected twice, I'm sure no one. I'm sure that's how everyone felt. And I think that's the other hard thing about season three of Love Is Blind is there was more baggage with a lot of these characters, yeah. uh, with a lot of these people than there was in the, the previous seasons. So I'm not saying they're desperate because I'm mean. I'm saying they're desperate because two of the five guys were previously married. Yeah, and yeah, Matt, Matt and Cole. They're all Matt and Cole. Cole of all the people. places. Who yes. on earth, like, I don't, we knew the story about Matt. I don't remember the story about Cole, but everyone, like, the Matt story is like, he got married, like, and this was the big He's red jilted. flag to me. Yeah, he was, he got married, the wife cheated on him, but didn't yeah. tell him until she was pregnant with the other guy's baby. Yeah, it's, and it's I was like, jacked. it was, it was a story where you're like, oh, so the truth is, is she had to go to a certain level to know that a divorce was coming, as yeah. opposed to, I think, every level under that, she knew that he was going <laughs> to try to fix it. I'm not kidding. She kept, I, de- yeah, I genuinely they, they kept think kicking that about the can. Like, yeah, because he also seems like it, there is in the reunion moment, he was like, you know, my wife, she wakes up at this time. And then she goes to work at that time. And then she comes home at this time. And then she's doing this. Like, like he knew her whole schedule to a point. And, and her face, very possessive. And her face, she just looks sort of like a deer in the headlights. There's she's no just like, yeah, we live separately. Um, Everyone like, was like trying to do that the math on That is not a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, well, you know, financially with our, our leases. And it's like, nah, it's been a year. Like, your your lease is like, this, this like situation that you're justifying doesn't sound justified. And I, like my folks, you know, my, my dad worked in um, like other states sometimes. Yeah. And so my mom was used to him like traveling for work and stuff. So we just like adapted, you know, yeah. to that kind of thing. That's not what this like, what there's, it's not like. You know, some people argue about this, but the thing is with the Raven and Essay story, if they were, they did end up saying yes, and he did mm-hmm. end up going to grad school in California, I still think it would have been doable. It just really depends on what you're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think the hard They were acting part, like it was going to be like for 20 years that he's going to be a grad student. Yeah, yeah, which wasn't to the case. Do whatever. And then uh, Cole, I think Cole might be gay. And I this might not be politically correct. And I don't want to offend anyone. But yeah, it just seems like he it grew up very religious. He seems closeted. He seems like... He just doesn't know. Um, I, I think that he probably resents that he has to marry women. I don't know. There's something psychologically uh, damaged in oh. the sense that he thinks that he he has to marry a um, he has to marry a, a woman. He thinks that he has to. Um, live a certain life and I think that that's it plays into his relationships and he ends up becoming very cruel to the people he gets close to because we don't know and she never asked him why he his first marriage didn't work out 
And she saw within a month that he's like psychologically abusing her and cutting her down and making her feel super insecure and unloved. And I feel like he will continue to do this until he realizes that um, he's, he's I, I, yeah, I'm going to argue that to, point. He's, he's self-harming himself, basically. Yeah, I'm going to argue that point. Uh, I don't think uh, Cole's gay. I, I would also feel bad for the gay community if he was, but that's not nice <laughs> of me to say. I mean, he's, um, he's no. cute. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I, I feel like he, I could, think... he could be a good, he could be a good uh, sure. match for somebody. I think Cole is a, no, no, he's a good match for someone, um, like a puppy. And that's the thing is what I was going to say is like, Cole is a 13 year old puppy. Everything, every way how Cole behaved on the show highlights that he's a child. Like, I don't know if it was that he got married at 18 and then got divorced at 19 or got married at 18 and divorced at 20. I don't know what the story is with, yeah, with Cole's no. marriage, but, yeah, but I can tell know. you that he's young. So that means uh-huh. whatever, whenever his first marriage was, was when he was young. And I also, and I, he doesn't yeah. give me like Dennis Quaid, far from heaven vibes. Like, I think he's very much oh, wow. a child. I think he's a baby. Um, and I, and I feel really, you know, babies shouldn't, you know, like, I think all of us have had friends too, who had gotten married young and, you know, part of that, there's, you know, some of them who get married young end up in divorce and some of them who marry young have to really face these growing pains. And when you, you know, as I know, I got, I got married, um, you know, in my early thirties, but I was with my partner for a long, long time. Um, and I, and I think sometimes like if we got married as young as like, let's say Cole was or something like that or younger, you know, it would have mm-hmm. like I knew, like I knew how my spouse was at that age, and like yeah. that's not the version of my spouse that I wanted to. That wasn't the version of the of my spouse that I wanted to marry. I wanted to marry the more mature version of that, and that's the thing with Cole. Mm-hmm. Is Cole isn't at his like peak of adult or mature. Like his when they go to his apartment, it is what you call like a the quintessential bachelor pad, like. I remember with Max, when Max and I first lived together, he would never, here's like a weird like bachelor thing that I used to make fun of him about. I called it the bachelor basket because when we would go to the grocery store, he would never get a cart when we first, um, when we first moved in together. Oh, that's always grab a basket, right? Always grab a basket. Always, I tend to grab a basket too first. Really? And then I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. And I'm then I pull it up and then I'm like, oh, what did I just do? Because I, yeah. I want to be disciplined. I don't want to buy too much. And so I will buy, I will grab a basket first. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I need a cart. Yeah, seldomly, seldomly. But I, grab a basket. I don't know. I, mean, I think for I Cole, I think the basket and the shopping cart is, uh, shopping cart is, uh, gay life. I think <laughs> he needs to put the basket of women away and he needs to get on grinder and, no, uh, discover I, himself. I, I disagree. Like, I really, okay. there, I don't, uh, I'm waiting I, for that I, People I magazine cover to come, to come out in I about know a you'll year. Show it to me. Like, what's his face? Colton or something. Uh, like I, from I The Bachelor. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. 
I would never do I that sounds terrible to say but I would never do that to the queer community I would never uh let Cole like there there's a there's a guest I mean, it list takes and all I feel kinds. like they're like jerk Republicans in you don't, both I mean, camps. You don't, no, no, of course, but you don't think like I. I think the naivete too. Like, I don't. I don't know when. I disagree. I do know, in my opinion, and and I, I'd love to hear your take on this after, afterwards. But like, uh, when during the reunion, Off they mic. yeah, sure. Oh, no, no, on mic. They questioned if Zeneb like had you know, had full intention always to like walk away from Cole. And right. I'm not going to lie. I think there's clearly a moment during his vows where he calls her hot that I'm like, yeah, if I had any intention of saying yes to this person, this was the moment <laughs> where I'm like, nah, like, yeah. I, but I, I mean, I said, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you knew. I think she knew you know, coming into that day that she was going to say no, but yeah. I don't think she like rehearsed what she was going to say with her friends ahead of time. And I thought it no. was very silly for, uh, I thought Vanessa and Nick actually did a really like mediocre to crappy job being moderators for the reunion special this time. Yeah, of course. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I felt like her insinuating that setup was kind of crappy. Cause I was like, I wasn't thinking that until you brought it up, Vanessa. But, no, yeah. it was it was super shitty, but maybe she was trying to be uh, sort of balanced because they were all shitting on on Cole and and Bartise, and so so she wanted to. Um, I mean, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. I mean, up right now, like because uh, we we grew up going to like uh, like Chuck E. Cheese or like uh, what do you call it, uh, Showbiz Pizza Place in Hackensack, New Jersey, where it's just like these animatronic animals like that's what this show needs for the because they say the same things over and over so this is a social experiment like when they intro the show nick and vanessa lachey they say the same thing and then they they do this reunion show like it's just like um i don't know i feel couple... like they i i would like to see new new hosts i would like to see want? like the speeds i'd like to see like yeah. uh cameron everybody... and and lauren hosting i think somebody everybody else. would want the speeds because they're the successful relationship of the show yeah so it would yeah. make sense for uh the speeds to do it but i and i 100 percent agree with you i also think honestly as they as said they kind of wore on me for a while like mm -hmm. alexa and brennan could totally uh uh their their banter even on on social media like brennan brennan's uh like social media is very fun. Brennan oh, talked nice. more oh, on Insta. Yeah, Brennan talked more on the I reunion than I felt like he did in the whole season. <laughs> yeah, I thought that and was he, really. Who funny. knows? Maybe he was like a deer in the headlights, and he was just trying to um, absorb what was happening, and um, and then you know see see his way to to marrying Alexa. I thought that they were a good match, and they were pretty sincere with each other. Uh, I I liked I liked their storyline pretty much, um, but yeah, I feel like um, I feel like they were they they were standouts. Nancy, I liked Nancy as a person, but you could just tell that uh, that she and Bartise were just not not faded in the stars. They just it would just was not, not meant to be. Never I do meant to be. I openly feel and bad. She said yes. For Nancy. 
Yeah. yeah. I think it's really hard for Nancy. Uh, and, and I think she'll find her own perfect catch. And there's mm-hmm. nothing, I mean, I've also said these two things about Bartiste. I think Bartiste wanted someone who looked exactly like his sister. I'm yeah, not kidding about that. I yeah, feel like yeah. it was very clear. Uh, I had another friend who I guess his sister did get married. And uh, I had a friend show me like an image of his sister's husband on, on social media. And I guess her husband looks identical to Bartiste. Ooh, ooh. So, I mean, it's, so it's interesting. People it's... do do that. They marry their moms. They marry their sisters. I mean, look at like Kate Hudson's brother, Wyatt. His wife looks exactly, she's a really great actor, um, Meredith Sanger. Meredith um, oh, Salinger. Oh, Not Mer- Meredith Sal- No, Meredith Sanger. She was in Search Party. She was in a lot of really cool things. She's she's a really good actor. She looks exactly like Kate, exactly like young Goldie Hawn. That's and awkward. That's yeah. Awkward. And he has his, you know, triumph of the will, you know, babies with her. Um, um oh, classic wow. Nazi movie. Um for what? those who don't know. <laughs> I did not know. Anyway, about this. you never seen Triumph of the Will? I don't think so. It's, a, I mean, it's Nazi movie, but it's really well done. It's uh, Lainey Riefenstahl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, um, she directed the shit out of it. Like, I'm, I'm sure Adolf was just like, yo, this, this is lit. This is so good. Because <laughs> it was a really good movie. Um, but, I mean, it's incredibly disturbing. But I always, um, whenever I reference, um, like, just, you know, whenever I, I think about, like, you know, two very white people having very white kids, I'm like, oh, Triumph of the Will. I, I'm always reminded of that movie. Um, anyway, so the show, Love is Blind, uh, according to the casting call, because they're, they're currently looking for people. They're looking for single men and women who are brave, open-minded, and ready for a committed relationship in Charlotte, D.C., Tampa, and Detroit. Okay, okay. So, so I don't know if you know any Detroiters. I do. And you know, Lauren, Lauren is a sex And casting a uh, wide net. Um, yeah. I mean, they probably, are they just, I don't know, do you think they're just reeling up for like the next four seasons back to back to back to back? I think uh, so. I, I it's, mean, it's I'll, wild. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I don't, I don't know if I'm being honest, but like, I don't know if I'm going to watch another season of love. It, it was, this season was not as bad. Like I couldn't finish the ultimatum that hurt me. So it hurt, it hurt watching the ultimatum. So I didn't finish watching it, but I don't know if I could watch another season of Love is Blind is how poorly this one was. And I'm not going to lie. I will take ownership to this, that it's not just the characters' faults. I will openly think that I think the people who were casted that moved on were not Mm -hmm. the most likable cast of people. Um, Like I said, with season two, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think with season two, for better, for worse, like, I found, regardless of if they were going to say yes or not, I found a lot of those um, individuals likable, you know? Uh, and In fact, there was only one individual besides Shake that mm-hmm. I didn't like in, in season two. Um, and, you know, that was uh, 
Garrett. I like, I still think I'm yeah, still holding out for Ayana and Mallory to get together. I said that oh, wow. at the end. I still said that in season two, and I stand by that. That Ayana and Mallory, if they got together, could have been the power couple. And that's not, there's no coding behind that. Like, that is, yeah, that is the queer couple of my dreams from Love is Blind. But like, Jared. So you want them always, to drop the, whatever basket, proverbial basket they're holding and, and yeah, the back share for basket to move. Yeah, yeah. To, to share a push cart. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, and I would watch a whole series just on Estee's mom. I would. I honestly, I hope everyone like gives, uh, you know, um, I hope everybody gives Nancy's family credit where credit is due, because I think that's yeah. another really big heartbreaking part about watching that episode is Nancy, even in that moment, is trying so hard to like, I think, mm -hmm. listen to see if Bartise has any sense or reason behind anything he's thinking. And then you hear it and you're like, no, this all sounds selfish and stupid cool glad we're glad 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 like the last like the last essence of a vibe like that's I feel like what is going on in Nancy's head but the amount of love that I think the her brother says the most Virgo thing in that episode I don't I don't want to be right yes because he, he called it from day. the beginning he called it I, from the beginning he yeah, was just like nobody. this is a sham this guy is not going to marry you and sure enough, he said, I do not at the altar. You know, he was just so smug when he met her family. So there was so much pain. Like, like I said, it's like the disrespect, you know, but, but it was like, and it was different levels of disrespect. And this is why I think it's weird. A weird difference between shake and Bartiz is I feel like what shake did, which was terrible was, you know, he demeaned women and then he, yes. you know, progressively just shat on Deep D. But what Bartise did was, you know, he, you know, as he said, like, he threw the money at Raven. Yeah. He, uh, and then said he didn't want to end up with her. When he saw Nancy, he said that he would have more likely ended up with someone like Raven. Then proceeded to see her with a then, like, at the pool, tried to see if there was a chance with him and Raven, which Raven shuts down immediately, which I yes. think is endearing. He's yes. like, no, not ever. Yes. Like, you're not my type at all. And that's the funniest thing is Bartiz keeps thinking that he's so attractive because yeah. probably it was something his mother told him. Again, very of confusing. Course. Like, Of course. I didn't and, then know... and then also... Also, I'm sorry, he's he's comparing himself to SK and it's just like like what is she what is that smoke show seeing that like rando, like not as good looking as me guy? And then even Nancy kind of like she was like, Oh, you know, SK was my fourth choice. And when I saw him, I was like, I'm good. No one ever said that. Like no one like in the reunion ever talked about that. Like she basically um said that she didn't think SK was good looking at all, which, which, which was messed up, but like, but yeah, but SK liked Raven for who she was. He wasn't into her just because she was a Pilates instructor and mm -hmm. like he, a rockin' body and, and whatever he was, he genuinely liked her and she genuinely liked him. He openly but said an Bartice interview. was a piece of garbage. Uh -huh. He openly said in interviews after, uh, the episodes aired, uh, SK did that, like, he felt that the one thing they didn't really cover that well was like, there were a lot of deep and meaningful conversations that him and Raven had. 
And you felt like yeah. that wasn't ever shown in the, you know, the pods. It was just her like doing Pilates. And to be fair, like in terms of <laughs> weird things that happened in the pods, Raven constantly like exercising while people were trying to get deep and like Andrew forcing tears out and then talking about his like sensual experiences. Like those OMG. Up there in like, but no, no, no. It gets, that was so like, slimy he, when Andrew was talking about like, yeah. he's like tantric, like forever orgasms to Nancy. He's like, I can show you some time. Oh yeah. It was really awkward, but there's still, we have like, oh, wow. still of the list of problems with Bartise. I just got to like episode four. <laughs> There's, there's like him, there's the him like criticizing uh, that Raven was more good looking and then him hitting yes. on her in the pool. Then there's yes. the episode where all the other contestants come out after they're all out of the pods and oh, he God. gets more aggressively uh, jealous of Andrew and Nancy having a conversation where Nancy yeah. is like getting a little sad and emotional and Bartiz just comes out like puff chest for nothing. That's my woman. Yeah. And it was like, you're the one that, and the only reason he did that wasn't because he, it wasn't that he didn't trust Nancy. It's because he did that shit with Raven like three days yeah. ago. So he right. is, assumes Different Andrew's thing. doing the same thing to, to Nancy. But right. that's the difference right. between the two is Nancy's smart and Barkis is an idiot. And then there's the, you know, there's all the fucking like, abortion chatting of course and yes all the fact that like nancy has like homes and like more things that make sense than bart you know bartis living arrangement and then there's bartis meeting her family and this is the part that really gets to me for some reason he walks in like he owns the joint he yeah. walks in like Rose. everyone has told him all his life that he's so charismatic or something. Yeah. Because now yes. that he's meeting his like future in-laws, he's like, why wouldn't they love me? So he goes around walking like he's cooler than everyone. And then when his like, you know, future father-in-law and brother-in-law try to have a heart to heart to him, he's so indifferent about it. He's like, has no, not sweating, like not caring at all. You know, the brother says, Steve goes, oh, well, what if she weighed 400 pounds? And he's like, well, then we'd have to have a talking to literally yes! like what Bartiz says. He's like, well, I mean, I would be concerned if my wife was 400 pounds. And I was uh... like, that's not what the question, you know, you're just like spinning things around, dude. And um, that's some what about isms. That's some what about isms. The um, actually, so let me change the subject. And then when, you know, she meets his family. He brings up this, well, we had this talk the other night. Mommy and daddy, won't you side with me? Like, it's so oh, that childish. Was, that was the worst. I was so angry. This is, so you're, what you were uh, describing was the abortion talk. That was the big uh, thing about the whole season was that, and this does happen, but I honestly, like, I didn't have this conversation with my spouse and I've, you know, I've been with my spouse since our early twenties. I haven't, um, I, I didn't have this chat with him until I was pregnant and we were waiting for our, there's a test that you have to take. And, and honestly, like it's not a hundred percent. So like, um, there are women who are told, Oh, this, this, uh, this, that, and the other thing about the, 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 baby 
but it possibly might not happen. So like you, you don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And then also like it, having carrying a baby to full, full term isn't a, a miracle in itself. So like, it's like, it, it might not all happen. It's all like super hypothetical. So they're having this like epically hypothetical conversation a month into knowing each other. No one is pregnant. I just wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even have thought of having that conversation with anybody a month into knowing them. So, wow, amazing that they, they did that. But then he's like, hey, mom and dad, guess what we talked about last night? And his sister started crying. I would have walked out and been like, fuck you. Like, no, this is a no for me, dog. Because, like, that's so epically hypothetical no one's pregnant and it's none of their business absolutely none of their business and he just did it to embarrass her oh yeah oh yeah like it wasn't it wasn't to have a real conversation Mm-mm. about abortion about having babies it was just to put her ass out to dry do you feel like when bartice was on the reunion that he knew to keep quiet to not to not stir because people would come for him because I feel like the only reason there wasn't you know that's the thing with the shake reunion the reunion and like shake is hands down shake was just as monstrous if not more monstrous actually during the reunion than on the show so it was like all of these cut like the last 15 he like knew those last 15 minutes were coming up and he was like milking it but like I feel this is like shake you're talking about milking this it? is shake for season two. But I feel like with Bartiste in this, you know, at the reunion here, and I did, I feel like for the reunion actually being pretty long, there wasn't that many great points that they really covered. But when it came, no. you know, when Cole, when it was like up on Cole and um, Zena, people like came for Cole. And obviously Cole showed his emotions and X, Y, and Z. But when it came to Bertiste and Nancy, I felt like Bertiste really kept, kept a tight lip. And I felt like there should have been more, honestly, jumping on Bertiste, including from, I hate to say it, the Lachey's, because it's just, there is so much evidence constantly on the show of yeah. the different ways that he screwed with Nancy, that he really messed with her mentally. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really like, you know, sick. And that was the other hard thing. It's like you're watching Nancy, this gorgeous woman. She is also extremely tight lipped in the re- like she can't even smile. She's in so much like anguish and all of. Yeah, she Nancy she had she almost show, broke down. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And all this of Nancy during the show is her smiling. Like she just smiles and laughs like that's her mm-hmm. whole yeah. MO the whole time. And so it really, I really do hope, you know, um, you know, something comes of, of Nancy positively because I don't, Me I too. won't give and Matt and Colleen more than two months at this Ooh, point. I, so. Just thoughts and prayers yeah. for Colleen and that she yeah. um, sleeps comfortably and safe. Keep her safe, God, um, from, please don't <laughs> let her be a love is blind murder that um, is, yeah. 
Um, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like a whole, there's a whole like HBO Max special about, you know, that whole thing and, and like, like some vicious murder that happens. I, I hope that that does not happen, but he does not seem uh, all that stable. So. Oh no. Yeah. And that was the very, it's like the most magical, what happens to a, the nice guy persona thing. Like in the pods, you would never have seen Matt coming. You don't expect or You know, he seems okay. But literally the second he steps out of the pods, it's all this control and walking out every like moment. And like, if that was what his first marriage was like, then yeah. maybe that's what happened in the case of his wife. Like, we don't know if their marriage was even perfect to begin with for the wife. And, and, I, and I don't, I think for people who do have extramarital affairs and stuff like that, I, I'm sure it's a highlight that the marriage isn't perfect. Like that's the, right. you know, it's not something that I condone, but it's something like, well, obviously it's not perfect because you had to have an extramarital affair and like get not and it, and I, it's like I don't think you got knocked up by this person like the first time. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, no. Yeah, it's never, it never it re very rarely happens on the first time. So yeah, there was definitely some some repeat uh, sessions happening, and then uh, and, oh, yeah. and just a probably just a just basically another relationship. She just had another relationship because she was <laughs> trying mean, to get away from Matt. And not wind up in a ditch somewhere. Trying and... to get away from Matt. I'm sure she he just like left multiple times. And so she just assumed he was gone. Because so she kept packing that well, bag and leaving. He could have <laughs> left multiple times. She could have left multiple times. And he's just like, oh, she'll be back her, her schedule. I, I don't know. But I want to talk to you about uh, leaving um, Love is Blind for a second. Because... Uh, I'm I'm also really curious about what you think about like the nice guy syndrome because that's sort of a trope that's that I'm seeing a lot these days. Um, so Drake has a new album out and he shits on uh, Serena Williams' husband and then he says um, some some stuff. I want to say he says something about Rihanna or um, there is a song that sort of hints about Rihanna and in there's this one takedown on on Drake and and his sort of like nice guy misogyny how uh back in 2016 like it was like a big moment for her or something it was like some award ceremony and like he took that away from that spotlight away from her by like professing his love to her or something like that anyway it's also in the white lotus i don't know if you're watching the white lotus yet this season season not 2 not season 2 i haven't seen season 2 yet but there is, uh, there's a three generation family. There's the grandpa, there's Michael Imperioli as the dad. And then there is the, um, this like kind of icky, nice guy went to Stanford, but like, can't say I went to Stanford. He's like, oh yeah, I went to school near San Francisco. And then the woman's like, okay, yeah, where? Cause I used to always get that from people with Boston. Like, oh yeah, I went to school near Boston. And then you're like, and then after a while you find out, Harvard or MIT or whatever. And it's just like, uh -huh. you're not protecting me. Like I'm okay. Um, but anyway, so there's the icky nice guy, white Lotus, there's Drake, but then there's people like Cole, like Matt, like Bartice. They honestly do think that they're nice guys uh -huh. um, who do nice deeds, uh -huh. but uh -huh. they're kind of like a misogynistic wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and F boys, 
they're told they're they are F, but are but there are nice f boys though that are not like total misogynists. I I think the whole thing with with the the nice guy argument sometimes is it, it it's it's obviously a certain you know circle of of men who felt you know and you know the keyword that I like to use about Bertice is entitled like they expect that if I do these things these things will happen in life. And that is an in, in, entitlement. Like a lot of people, you know, assume mm -hmm. if I do X, Y, and Z, you know, I will, I'll begat this. And when that's not life though, nothing, nothing besides math does that. Like, not, like you can't do uh, work, especially relationships. Mm -hmm. Like you can't assume that if you do these steps, you should be getting that. And and I think the, and I do think that's when people start to get unhinged of like, oh, well, I can get away with whatever I want. And, uh, you know, that's like a lot of things with like the Matt, Bartice and Coles of the world of like, oh, well, because, you know, I have a job, like these minimum requirements of I have a job and I, you know, take a shower, I take a shower. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I have It'll, a certain level of, um, yeah. what is it called? Uh, yeah, uh, fat percentage and things like that, that I, you know, should be able to have like a, yeah, doting, like a good looking, yeah, that I should have good a looking, have a job, like, yeah, keeps, keeps things together for me. And I, and which I is what that, shake was all about too. Like I, yeah. I'm the dentist, I have a good body. Him for um, a veterinarian. Yeah. Shake was yeah. a veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. What a, yeah. But, oh God. But uh, I, I think the point too with, with all these things is like, um, and why I felt like it was worse for this season than other seasons is like, maybe that's just a common problem in Dallas. And that's, and that is the real, <laughs> that is the real There's something villain. in the water. Yeah. That was what I felt like the real villain of season three was, was I was like, wow, the city this of is Dallas. another show that highlights like bad people in Texas. Like, and I did, I genuinely, yeah. that's how I felt about the, you know, ultimatum was in Austin. Uh, you know, yes. of love is blind was in Dallas. And I was like, I didn't know these people were this, uh, like vain and cocky. And that's the thing is it's like season two of love is blind is in Chicago. And, and it's like a night and day. It's not like they were great people, but they seemed more realistic grounded. and less, yeah, more grounded, less desperate than this season. And this season, it was like these girls felt there was some insecurity about all of them that yeah. I felt really bad for. And it wasn't a, an insecurity that felt grounded. It was an insecurity that you felt very, like, worried about, um, which is why I go back to, like, you know, not contestants on The Bachelor because I'm like, I feel like they're supposed to pass a certain test of, like, of uh like mental health or something like that and then yeah. the season, the, it's almost know, like when you're applying to be like a like a fireman or something and yeah. like you, you have to do like a, a mental health test and if you don't yeah. pass then you can't be you can't be and a firefighter all the guys on this season or not all but like again like most of the guys on this season of, of love is mine they're just not yeah com you know they're not comfortable with themselves or they're too cocky or they are too entitled um, and so, so it was just really a weird season of unlikable characters. And that's the thing is for, for me with Love is Blind season two, I found the 
couples that didn't end up together to be much more likable than the ones who did. Because the truth was, was besides, uh, as I call him, toothpaste and that girl, I didn't think anyone else. <laughs> they divorced. Which, yeah, both couples divorced. All, all but, of the couples divorced. Yeah, no yeah, one both on couples season two was married. Season two. Yeah. yeah, but it was just, um, you know, it was just a weird, a very weird fit in the situation. So, yeah. um, so as we wrap up, how would you fix it? Do you think that the show needs older people? Do you think that they should change the requirement to like 31 and up? Because I feel like part of the reason is that they are trying to fix up these 25 year olds. But even in the ultimatum, you have these people that are like, they were too young they were or too whatever, young. super young. And they're just like, my life is over. And they're like, not even 30. It's just like, chill. So I'm looking right now. The okay. youngest person on the cast from season two was Ayana and she was 27. Most okay. of the cast was over 30. The only cast members who weren't was Ayana, Natalie, and Kyle. These were of the people who went on. Were oh, Ayana, Kyle. Natalie, and Kyle. Uh, Kyle and Matt should 20, not meet up. 27, 29. Everyone else was 30 plus. Now, on this season of Love is Blind, most of the cast was under 30. And only yeah. three cast members, four cast members were over 30. And that was, uh, no, yeah. Nancy, mm -hmm. SK, mm -hmm. Zeneb, and Brennan were all over 30, and everybody else was under 30. Right. Um, I feel like Colleen's 24, I'm not sure, but she was Colleen, especially young. Yeah. Colleen was very young. She, they say she, like, she's 26. I don't know if she was 26, 26 now or 26 when they shot it, but she right. was, yeah, but she was the youngest. And yeah. so, um, super you know, young. Very, very young. And so um, I agree like, with live you. Live your life, guys. Have, yeah. have, have a life. I'm going to double down like, and agree with talk you. Talk to I somebody think... behind a wall and get married. Yeah, they don't need that. Um, yeah. And that was the thing with Ultimatum was they were like mid-20s. Most of them yeah. were mid-20s. And it was right. just a bad, it was a bad show. It, I hope they learned their lesson from that show because it was just so toxic to watch. And also nothing was logical about it. Because right. at least with something like Love is Blind, it's not that you're going to meet someone in a pod, but it's like, it's not that different from, I think, online dating. You know, some people love get... Love is Blind. Love is... I don't think Love is Blind is that different from, like, finding people online and crap like that. Sure. But something like the ultimatum is impossible. You will never be put in a situation where you give your spouse an ultimatum and then have them live with someone else who's giving their spouse an ultimate, or you give your partner an ultimatum and you have to live with someone else who's also giving their partner an ultimatum. And then you have to like live separately with those people who are like sexually charged for like right. three weeks and pretend to play house and then go back to your normal couple. It's never going to work out. It's That's doomed, not doomed to start. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the worst premise yes. ever. There are so, and, and I'm saying there's not a lot of great, there are tons of, reality premises that are bad they get greenlit there are tons but like that premise was nasty and and i would yeah I, going back I to what would you not said, be surprised that's coming back though oh god people talked sick. about it people watched it i would watch I it again it. for the yeah. whatever the german word is schadenfreude i would watch yeah. it 
I'll watch Love is Blind season four. My favorite show, my favorite reality show is The Circle. And I think that's coming back. I, I still have show. to watch The Circle. Lots of people love The Circle. I still have I to watch I love The Circle. It. That's more like social media. It's, it's very like sociopathic because you're, you're just like chatting with people on like through text messages and like you're trying to get them to like you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I would totally watch season four if it came out again. But Miju, thank you. We came full circle in a in a show really about nothing, and we came to no real conclusion. Just that, like, the people should be a little bit older, and they should stop fucking with like young twenty five year olds. But I mean, I guess it makes good television because we talked about it for an hour. I know, but, but like, maybe we should just maybe we should just stay out of Texas for a bit. Maybe we should stay out of Texas. Maybe we should just live our lives. Maybe we should just like do something different and and not be watching TV. But like that's what we do. We love TV. But what's making you happy these days? Um, what's making me happy these days? I should be going out to uh, the spa with one of my friends who's having a birthday next week. Oh, so happy birthday full... to your friend! Yeah, like I'm a having... Korean spa. No, uh, it's not a Korean spa, but it is an all-day spa event, like, somewhere in L.A., or actually not in L.A., like, in the outskirts of Los Angeles County or a different county. I don't even remember anymore. Ooh, ooh. Um, but they have, like, mud baths and stuff like that, so I'm, I'm really excited OMG. and looking forward to it. And yeah. that's tonight? Yeah. No, 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 it's later this week, so that's what's making oh. me. Oh, oh. So that's something to look forward to that's making me happy yeah and oh, you, have um, to, you have to give me the the wreck you know after you i will totally I've never been yes. in a mud bath i don't know how yes. i feel about that and you know uh successfully finding golden gnomes if i do uh with the world okay. market golden gnome real thing. quick golden gnomes um by the time this episode comes out uh, on wednesday i think the final day is november 20th it is so at your one of your favorite stores Cost Plus, World, World Market. Market. <laughs> if you go at 10 a.m. or at 4 p.m., and you have to go a little bit before because you have yes. to get in there right at that yep. time, mm-hmm. what happens? They hide a bunch of uh, little gnomes, golden gnomes, which are little like paper tents around the store, and people have to like find them. And they're worth either 20 or 50 or $100 that you have to spend in the store that day. World Market should literally pay be paying me for this. Yes, with and multiple me. gnomes. Yeah, and you. And me. With, Hello. Yeah. yeah so. I know they're listening. <laughs> Give it you to know me. that's what they're doing on a Wednesday. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Advertising dollars, please. I'll, I'll advertise the the shit out of it. But like, yeah. So yeah, we tried to experience the scavenger hunt. My husband was a little disappointed because I told him, like, oh, we're going on a scavenger hunt in Burbank. And and then he was just like, so oh, sorry. we're going to the world market? What? And uh, so we, you know, it was fun. We had a good time. I, and, did, I, did, I felt like we did too. Yeah. And I'm glad it got me out to Burbank. Yeah, I was really happy to see you. Yes. Happy. So, okay. So we're, we're doing um, heart uh, shapes with our hands right now. So, okay. Thank you so much, Miju. How can people find you? Uh, they can find me on, uh, I'm, I'm actually not as active on social media right now just because I'm working a lot. Um, 
and just de- dealing with some personal things. So I'm yeah. not as active on social media, but they can, people can normally find me at rain check on reality on Instagram, um, as well as, uh, on Facebook with my name, uh, and on uh, Are you off Twitter? the platform, the platform formerly known <laughs> as Twitter, uh, <laughs> Uh, as Miju, uh, Miju S, but you know what? It's really funny. Like maybe I will find, uh, uh, if we're still doing like naughty, naughty blue, blue checkmark accounts, maybe we should have a new blue checkmark account. Uh, Yumi Coco. I don't know what I want. Yes. I don't know what my na- naughty, would it be like true tweets from Ann Coulter? Like what would my naughty, what would my I know, right? Be? I love all the fake tweets. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I I don't know who I would assume because I don't want to open up some kind of like dark cauldron. Like if I was like I mean, Candace it is Owens a dark or something. Cauldron. If it was like I, I impersonated her, her and then she would come after me, even though I'm I'm like oh, she a, would. Yeah, like I'm I I'm just someone really David good. and Goliath. I'm like even smaller than David and she would so be want, like all you want a David on David someone, yes instead of yes. David and Goliath yeah um, I don't know it'd probably be one of the love is blind people maybe Bartise maybe I, I would be uh I'd be that's a great fake, fake one Bartise that that is a great that is a great one to 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 be a fake of um, yeah yeah I think that's a that's a great great answer so thank you thank you so much best answer of the day we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye